ಮುನೀಂದ್ರಂಕರಂಭಾಷ್ಯತೀಂದ್ರಮೇಶಾಪಿ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾದಿಭ್ಯೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾ ಸಂಪ್ರದಾಯಕರ್ತೃಭ್ಯೋ ವಂಶಋಷಿಭ್ಯೋ ಮಹದ್ಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಗುರುಭ್ಯಃ ಸರ್ವೋಪ್ಲವರಹಿತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾನಗಣ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಗರ್ತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮೈವಾಹಮಸ್ಮೀ ಓಂ ಪ್ರಪನ್ನ ಪಾರಿಜಾತೇತ್ರೈಕಪಾಣೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮುದ್ರಾ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾ ಗೀತಾಮೃತದುಗೇ ನಮಃ ಪ್ರಣಾಮಸ್ ಎವ್ರಿವನ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ sessions again after a long break i believe so we are in the 16th chapter so 16th chapter is daivi asuri sampat daivi asuri sampat basically it is talks about the divine qualities and the negative qualities so bhagwan is actually enumerating all the divine qualities that one should have and all the negative qualities that one should actually let go or make sure that it doesn't get into our personality and in that bhagwan started with <coughs> the divine qualities first and these divine qualities as i said is equally important even from material walks of life from a material standpoint also having these qualities will help us achieve things in the material world what we term as success in the material world but from a spiritual standpoint these are necessary qualifications that one must have to be able to progress spiritually faster and of in this bhagwan started with abhayam sattva samshuddhi jnana yoga vyavasthitihi he started with fearlessness or absence of fear as the first quality that a person must have and we had seen so far we are now in the third shloka and so far we have seen about 25 different values the last value that we saw was shaucham shaucham and also adrohaga adroha means basically not cheating anyone so we in the last class we saw saucham saucham we did not go much in detail because we have already covered that as the, in the 13th uh, chapter and then adroha means being trustworthy we saw that as well so we will have to pick on the last virtue which is nati manita so we'll we'll chant the shloka first then we'll go ಶ್ರೀಭಗವಾಚ ತೇಜ ಕ್ಷಮಾಧೃತಿ ಶೌಚಮ್ಮಾಧೃತಿ 
so here we had seen tejaha basically sharpness we saw shama we saw as patience fortitude dhritihi we saw that as will power shaucham cleanliness then adroha being trustworthy then the final one is nati manita na ati manita <coughs> na ati manita we can all in sanskritam we say atmani pujyata abhavah basically this is similar we had seen this already if you remember in the 13th chapter we saw we saw this value already there and then what it means basically not considering oneself to be superior amanitvam we saw that amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa shanti arjavam it's the same thing na atimanita basically not considering oneself to be superior or being without any kind of garva not being proud of oneself and if you look at it bhagavan started with this value amanitvam adambitvam ahimsa in 13th chapter he started with this value now in the 16th chapter when he closes all the good values also he is ending with this value same amanitvam so obviously he associates a lot of importance to this value humility being humble is a very important virtue why so why so when we start we have to have being being humble and then at the end also we need to be humble because when we start we we are we feel superior or we feel good about ourselves because we have achieved so many things in this material life we think the manitvam can come out of anything because of the power that we have the position that we have the age on our side the youth uh, it could come out of the uh, education that i have the birth the family that i have been born into all these things can give me pride garva so first thing we have to understand is for us to actually pick up any of these values we should not have this superiority complex so that's why we started with that and then why does bhagwan end here because while we are reading or understanding these values we we would have got all these values suppose if we get some good values we have been able to incorporate some good values into our personality then too we should not feel superior it is a general tendency that oh, the moment i am doing good or the moment i feel i am a better person better human being than the other person i start getting i start feeling superior i start thinking high of myself <clears throat> so bhagwan wanted to start with that and bhagwan also ends with that as we as we actually progress spiritually we will we will see a change in our personality we will be able to you know be able to meditate much better we will be able to do kind of walk tapas there will be a lot of tejas coming into our into our face 
our whole personality will will improve and it will be visible to others as well and therefore when we are when we are progressing spiritually it is also important at that point of time to make sure that this does not go into our head because what happens generally there is a feeling that we start to look down upon others who are not in this path we consider we will start considering ourselves to be a tapasvi and we will start feeling that the others are not doing any spiritual sadhana we feel we will start feeling that they are wasting their life and we are actually progressing faster that kind of superiority complex can enter our mind so to not have that bhagwan mentions this again because whenever we get some good qualities we all also get a bad guna like a side effect so that's why bhagwan starts with this value and ends with this value whatever good qualities we are we are able to imbibe we should not feel high of ourselves we should not think that we are worthy of worship by any other person we should still remain rooted grounded and we should not lose focus of the final goal it is okay for others to feel you know if if they see us as somewhat high if they put us in high in a high in a high pedestal it's okay because they see some value in us but we should not let that affect us we should still be grounded rooted and we should pursue our spiritual spiritual we should pursue in our spiritual path remember at every at any point of time it is all ishwara prasada whatever we are getting is all ishwara prasada whether it is good whether it is bad so we should take it as ishwara prasada the quality that we we are able to reflect that is also an ishwara vibhuti it is a ishwara's reflection that is getting uh, if ishwara's quality that is getting reflected in us so we it is not us we should all offer everything to bhagwan that is what is called as na ati manita na ati manita there should this feeling is we can get this feeling when we have achieved accomplished something for the time being what we should understand we are still doing sadhana we have not accomplished the final goal so there is still work to be done so there is nothing to feel accomplished here so right now we shouldn't think of <coughs> amanitva where we rather we should be only focused on being humble make sure that we are still pursuing all these um, values we are actually doing sadhana to imbibe all these qualities so the, we should not we should not feel high about ourselves this is important so that is na ati manita now 
in the second line of the same shloka bhagavan says bhavanti sampadam devim abhijatasya bharata devim sampatam abhijatasya bhavanti bharata a person who is born with these daivi sampat with having these gunas a person born with daivi sampat will have these gunas that is what bhagavan says in the second line so in the second line what he says bhavanti sampadam daivim abhijatasya bharata it means daivim sampatam abhijatasya bhavanti a person born with daivi sampat will have all these qualities what are the qualities the 26 qualities abhayam fearlessness sattva samshuddhi jnana yoga vyavasthiti danam damaha basically sense control yajna worship swadhyaya chanting reading books scriptural study tapaha then arjavam straight forwardness ahimsa satyam akrodah tyagah shanti apaishunam daya मदवम क्षीरचापल तेज क्षमा धृति शौचम अद्रोहम नातिमाता ऑल दीज क्वालिटी इफ ए पर्सन ए पर्सन बॉन्न वित् दैवी संपत् विल हेव दीज क्वालिटी दट इज हाउ एंटर ई कंप्लीट्स दिस सेक्शन दिस सेक्शन ऑफ थ्री श्लोकस नौ दिस इज एक्चुअली विल रेज अ क्वेश्चन नौ आर द क्वालिटी is the quality something that we need to be born with or is the qualities that we need to acquire see when a person is born some are born into a wealthy family some are born into a, a family of uh, you know a very famous people uh, or and then some people may claim you know i i was my grandfather had this land there he was actually jamindar there or he was a tahsildar there he was actually working for the king a lot of or he had that business we always feel you know proud about our lineage and then there are also some people who are born in with inherent some kind of physical issues also some people are not born with normal physical body so physically there could be some difference in each of us when we are born the family that we are born into or all there is also some difference in from people to people in the same manner when we whenever we are, when when we are born even the mind has some samskaras which has been built over many births remember this is not our first birth this may not be our last birth so we are not being born for the first time so every one of us every child will have its pravritti we say pravritti when they were they are born even before they are even before they start their life they collect some samskaras samskaras in this life that's why we see even if there are two kids in the same house they have the same parents same upbringing same food but their likes and dislikes will be different 
because their likes and dislikes have been brought from their previous births so which means we are already born with some gunas we have to understand that this is one part everybody is born with some gunas to start with second thing is in this life itself what happens due to our experience due to the effort that we put in due to the uh, surroundings that we have we gather new gunas we gather new gunas and we might also change some of our existing gunas we might also change some of our existing gunas so so when we are born we are born with some qualities and as we grow up also there are some qualities that we imbibe and because some people are born with some good qualities some people and, and some people are born with some bad qualities also so that's why we say certain good qualities come naturally for some people for example some people have this inherent habit of donating things easily see dhanam is not very easy to donate to somebody to actually do something for others it doesn't come very naturally for many of us but for some people it comes very easily some people may not have any problem in sharing or donating this that is because they are inherently born with that quality whereas for others it will can require a lot of sadhana it can take a lot of effort to get there so some people some of the values come naturally for example we 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 have seen you know karna when he is born he, right from his birth he had been always he is known for his dana he has always been able to donate anything that a person wants he, he didn't it came it came naturally for him it was his swabhava but for others to follow it it will require practice it will require tapas it will require some effort to attain some values it could take lesser effort some values for us to imbibe will take a longer effort that depends on our samskaras whatever samskaras we are bringing in in this life it really depends on that in terms of how much of effort we have to put in to imbibe a good quality or a good value and that is what bhagwan is actually referring here bhagwan says that these gunas that can be seen in people who are born with daivi sampat so these 26 values that i have enumerated you will see them in with in people who have this daivi sampat samskaras so if our daivi sampat gunas are less then we will have to put in more effort remember it does not mean that if i come in this life with a samskara i should it is it is not mandatory for me to leave this world also with the same samskaras we should strive and make ourselves better persons <coughs> see some people are born are they could be born with not so great health right they might have some problems at very early in their life but what they do by being disciplined they might be able to gain health over a period of time and they are able to live longer 
that's because of the effort they put in the discipline they show it's the same thing in terms of the good qualities also we have a choice just like physical health just like financial health the mind also need to be healthy and the mind also need, and we need to put in some effort to maintain that health we can either damage our mind or we can improve our mind depending on our habits the books we read the kind of friendship or the sanghas that we have the interests we cultivate the desires we develop all these things will directly in, in impact the mind and remember suppose if we are not able to imbibe a good value you know do not lose hope what we require is just a little more effort so we just need to put in that effort and we need to understand ourselves better here what is the biggest problem for us we need to understand ourselves some people might have this lobum greed as the biggest vice or biggest problem or some people might have fear as their biggest problem so the weaknesses could be anything depending on what we are or what our samskaras are and we will have to work on that we need to identify our weakness and we need to put that effort and when we are doing that a lot of things will come to our help ishwara bhakti definitely will help us up on top of it having this understanding on karma theory that will also help us you know uh, it will not it will help us not to be fatalistic but it will make our will power stronger we know that whatever we are getting is because of the previous samskaras so we just need to ensure that we do the right thing from now on to be able to reap the good will at a later stage <coughs> karma theory basically helps us to say all this sukha dukha that i am enjoying today is a result of my actions of the past so there is no question of being fatalistic so i'll just ensure that i will work on what needs to be done so how am i today is the result of my actions of yesterday therefore how i will be tomorrow will be depend on the actions of me today so when bhagwan says you know people are born with people people who are born with these values are called as daivi sampat or people who are daivi sampat are born with these values basically bhagwan is indirectly referring to the karma theory also here so some are born with daivi sampat some are not born with daivi sampat which means why they are born because they have done certain things certain sadhanas in their previous janma we just need to understand and therefore we will have to put in more effort so this is daivi sampat and with this bhagwan has completed the daivi sampat portion the 26 values and remember sampat means wealth this is the real wealth all these values are the real wealth money is not the real wealth these values are the real wealth 
and these are not ordinary wealth we say sampath it is not sampath it is daivi sampath it is divine wealth so these qualities are very important remember bhagwan had given 20 values in chapter 13 that was given under the topic of gnanam now 26 values of course there are overlaps somewhere some are overlaps and somewhere new so this is daivi sampath now in this chapter bhagwan from now on until the end of this chapter bhagwan is going to discuss the opposite of these gunas basically he is going to say asuri sampat and here what happened bhagwan just gave all those values and we kind of dealt or did some vichara on each of these values to understand things better but for asuri sampat bhagwan himself will be explaining a lot he will talk about how these people with this guna will talk what philosophy they follow where will they end up he he will himself will give all these things in this chapter including what sort of character they will be all those things so from now till the end of this chapter it's more on asuri sampat so we will go on to the next shloka shloka number 4 दंबो दर्पो क्रोध पारुषेम्य पारुष्यम्य पारुषेम वच अज्ञात पार्थसंपदुरी दंबो दर्पो क्रोध पारुषेम्य वच अज्ञात पार्थसंपदुरी so bhagwan says for a person who is born with asuri sampat they will have these kind of gunas and in this shloka he is giving six gunas as examples then in the next two shlokas he will give the phalam of devi sampat and the phalam of asuri sampat what is the benefit or what is the benefit of having devi sampat or what is the outcome what is the result of having a devi sampat or what is the result of having asuri sampat after which he will continue with asuri sampat in detail but before we go on to this shloka let us do a small vichara on asuri sampat as i said devi sampat comes out of predominantly sattva guna sattva guna person will have devi sampat so which means asuri sampat comes out of rajo and tamogunas asuri sampat we can say or rakshasi sampat we can say both are okay and remember whatever gunas asuri gunas we are going to see from now on we have to understand that it will bring down one bring down ourselves it will not just bring down ourselves but it will also bring down the people around us so asuri guna is very strong in the sense it will drag us down as well as drag people around us also it will bring sorrow to us as well as people around us 
it is called as swapara nashakam asuri sampat will bring bring swapara nashakam and bhagavan will actually explain all these things now when we are listening to asuri sampat what should be the attitude that we should have when listening to asuri sampat that we will see number 1 do not have any kind of guilt feeling the first thing we find is when bhagwan describes this asuri sampat if we are honest to ourselves we will start thinking how come bhagwan is able to describe me perfectly how is bhagwan able to read me so well this is the honest feeling that one will get the reason is we have so many hidden asura gunas these gunas are only known to us we do not want others to know we do not present this face to others but bhagwan will be able to identify each one of them so as bhagwan describes these well these 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 characters these gunas immediately we will start getting a guilt feel and we will start thinking am i a papi you know we will it could be a feeling of feeling getting a feeling of a general bit of disgust so these are all warnings i'm just going to give kind of shock observers before we come to the gunas remember the guilt is necessary some bit of guilt is necessary you know that guilt is necessary because only then we will not commit any kind of mistake but it should not go beyond any level once it goes deep that guilt it will impact us the problem is we will lose faith in ourselves we might even start getting an aversion on the subject itself so we might get a aversion about ourselves we might get an aversion on the subject so we have to be careful about this if we if we look around we would start feeling that you know everybody seems to have these asuri gunas whoever i am looking at seems to have this asuri gunas so if that is the case then we should tell ourselves well it's okay then it is it is okay i i should not dwell too much deep into it i should be able to do some bit of change in myself i should be able to do some sadhanas to change myself so this is one kind of emotion that we might get this kind of guilt feeling we have to be aware of it some bit of guilt is okay not too deep into it and we should not let that discourage us that's number 1 the second thing is we should not this, this is one kind of emotion the second emotion that we might have do is we will start justifying that also we should not do we should not justify see instead of guilt feeling what will happen is the other opposite happens we will start justifying the character here you know some people might say you know you can we cannot live in this world without having all these kind of gunas you know this is a kind of necessary character one should have to be able to survive in this world 
or to be able to be successful in this world in fact this feeling is worse than the guilt feeling so we should be aware of that also we should not get into that mode also you know for example bhagwan in this will say asuras lie or which means if we say anybody who lies is an asura on this some person might you know bring say you know show me a person who does not lie this is a way to justify what i am today and to justify that i will not change to to ensure that i will not change some people might even say you know you know even in mahabharata bhagavan himself lied so that kind of questions they may put in or it says it is not possible to live without lying um, all these things or they might even justify that lie you know i lied because of these reasons i generally i don't lie but i lie because of these reasons some kind of justification we will try to put in we should avoid doing these things we should avoid justification so whenever a weakness or issue is pointed out the general tendency is to justify that and the justification is that it is not uh, there in me but it is it is needed for this present day world this is the biggest problem so we have to avoid that you know generally what happens is whenever we find some issue or a fault or whenever somebody points an issue or a fault in us we normally go into a four step process you can see this typically it happens a four step process whenever somebody says you are wrong or whenever somebody says that you are at fault or whenever somebody finds a issue in us we the first step what we do first thing we say we claim we do not have it we will we will argue with them to say that their reading of us is wrong we wouldn't have done a honest introspection we would want to stop that discussion and therefore we will first argue that we do not have this bad quality or the fault that they are pointing out that's the first step we do suppose it's been very evidently proved that we have it then we go to the second step the second step is we say or we rather we claim that i do it because it is necessary say first thing they say for example you are you get angry often and then we say justify we don't have anger and we get angry for them to say because they are saying it now it gets proved so then we say okay i justify we start justify justifying that you know we justify our attitude because it is necessary because you actually you know um, made me get angry or things like that we try to put the blame on something else so we justify because it is necessary for us to have it suppose they say that actually if that girl so gets you know disproved saying that okay it was not the other person who had triggered us but we are having this problem then we go to the third step the third step is basically we say we are no different from others 
or rather it is needed in this world everybody has it what is the problem everybody gets angry everybody lies what is the problem so we try to get to the third step then we say okay even if that gets disproved to say okay look it is not necessary to have it there are also people who don't have it then we go to the final step we say we just point out to the other person who are you to point these things out after all you are not a saint you have this problem yourself you have if you not this problem you may have some other problem so that is the fourth step we take so this is normally it we have this tendency to go into this four step process why when we are discussing this asuri sampat we should have we should not we should ensure that we don't go into this four step process we should have that self honesty we need to accept where we are wrong and we need to accept it without any shame not to others to ourselves remember this is not about others at all it is about to ourselves being honest self honesty we need not proclaim it to others that i have this problem it can be a secret within us but the important thing is we should be able to look at things objectively that is important for example we don't like jealousy jealousy as a feeling we don't like it but when somebody points out this mistake if somebody jealousy somebody says i'm i'm jealous i don't like that i would want to justify it or i would want to say that i don't have it but what happens is whenever we are pointing out some mistake on others we would start with this statement you know i am not saying this out of jealousy but that itself means when we say but itself it means there is some inherent jealousy there the problem is we don't go deep into our personality we don't give enough time for ourselves we don't introspect we don't sit and actually think what are the thoughts when when i did this um, class on meditation i said what we need is actually some time alone where we are able to sit and see what thoughts come to our mind what kind of thoughts come into our mind will when we are alone when we are not doing anything at that point of time that will definitely tell us what kind of personality we are so at that time we may have to self introspect we will have to do this introspection and then say who am i what is the what are the issues that i have and suppose we look to say okay the reason behind is jealousy so why this jealousy so we have to introspect deeper into it so justification that should not happen when we do the when we go through this asuri sampad the first attitude is not do not feel too guilty the second is do not justify the third attitude that one should have is shraddha shraddha 
in ourselves in ishwara suppose i realize that i have this bad quality then i should have the trust i should have the belief that i will be able to change myself with the help of ishwara so that shraddha i should have so these are the three th- uh, things that we should understand or we should have when we are listening to this asuri sampat to summarize should not have too much of a guilt feeling a little bit of it is okay we should not be justifying things at all we cannot even say a little bit of this negative quality is okay we should not try to even justify at that level the third thing is there should be complete self honesty and we should have a self belief that we will be able to change ourselves remember bhagwan has given only three shlokas for daivi sampat but for asiri sampat he has given 23 shlokas in this chapter so we should not let that discourage us another thing to important thing to notice you know after going through these shlokas we we will get some insights into every emotion when we are discussing emotion we are doing this vichara on every emotion or every character we get those insights do, when we do this vichara and with these insights what happens is when we start looking into the world with this new learning we will be able to start noticing uh, the issue in others quite easily and what happens immediately we start judging our others <clears throat> and what we we start creating a list and says oh this person is an asura this person is an asura he is an asura she is an asura all those things so that also we have to understand that we should not be we, should, we are not here to judge others it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we should not notice these things that will come but don't try to judge others on that it is not for measuring others because as we do the vichara on these gunas we will be able to understand observe these gunas easily in others as well but do not give too importance on that the focus should be on ourselves the knowledge that we gain is more for measuring ourselves and not to measure others bhagwan has given the avashasas have given this knowledge for self benefit to make ourselves aware of what bad gunas that we have so that it doesn't get into our personality so remember that so this note or point of caution we'll go into the asura gunas devi gunas we went a little bit of depth in each of these gunas asura gunas we will look into the definition and then we will focus more on the consequence of having such a guna so we'll go with that so with that we'll go with the shloka number 4 again so bhagwan says dambo darpo bhimanascha so bhagwan says these are the guna these gunas 
क्रोध पारुषियम वच सो ही सेज दीज आर द गुनाश दट दीज आर द गुनाश आर फी फॉर दे आर फॉर पीपल हू आर बॉर्न वित् असुर गुणा दीज आर द क्वालिटी दट ए असुर गुणा पर्सन विल हैव एंड द फस्ट थिंग ही कॉल्स अवट इज दंबम दंब वी सॉ अमानिव अदंबित्व सो द ऑपोसिट हियर दंब दंब मीन इट्स कॉल्ड एस शोइंग ऑफ एंड हियर भगवान और दमेंट्री कमेंट्री राइटर्स हैव एक्चुअली टॉक्ट अबउट शोइंग ऑफ द गुड कर्मा पीपल शोइंग ऑफ द बैड कर्मा इज ईवन वर्स but here bhagwan or the commentators have said bhagwan talks about showing of good karma also as a bad quality we say this uh, in tamil we say pagatt garvam pagatt garvam or we say dharma dwajitvam basically whatever good whatever dharma karya i have done i want to show it off saying i did so and so i did so and such and such things that is considered to be a asura guna here so whatever anything good that i achieve in my life i should not show off whether it is in my life in my job in sports in education i have done i have actually achieved this in my job i have got a promotion i have got or i have got a this particular house or i have got i have completed my phd whatever you know this kind of showing off and this showing off is in the form of words it can be in the form they they act the behavior the body language the way the particular person sits the way the particular person dresses so it can be either vesha it could be either bhushanam or it could be bhasha vesha bhusha bhashanam vesha bhushanam bhasha so it can be in the form of dress it can be in the form of ornaments or whatever you put along around or it can be in the form of words so bhagwan says if we have it we we'll have to remove it again warning don't look to the next person or the other people around us to say whether they have it it is not for us to judge others whether the others have it or not it is for us dambaha then the next one is darpaha darpaha means this also actually means garvam and here the context here is disrespecting elders darpaha means disrespecting others in tamil we say timru darpaha so in the previous guna dhambam it is about showing off here it is about putting down others disrespecting others and here as i said the context is elders so elders elders when we say it can be in terms of relationship they are elder say a teacher student whatever or in terms of age or in terms of position they are elders so putting down the other person so there could be in some families 
the elder brother may not be that rich or the the sister elder sister may not be that rich so disrespecting them because they are not that rich or that or not financially equal that sort of attitude having that sort of attitude is called as darpaha so or garva you can say so that is the second asuri guna that bhagwan talks about then he talks about abhimana <clears throat> abhimana is nothing but again manitvam abhimanascha abhimanah means again manitvam thinking high of oneself this superiority complex and this superiority complex can be due to jati jati means birth i was born into this family i was born into this particular lineage whatever or it can be called kulam kulam means i have jati is basically uh, what kind of um there are jati actually means birth but here i am using the word jati to be mentioned of the four varnas so i was born into this particular varna that kind of a f- superiority complex then it can be out of kula kula means out of the family i was born in this particular family of musicians or i was born in this family of you know high achievers um, all these um, civil servants or it can be even a garva that comes out of achievement tapas so i i have done so and so i have been able to get this kind of good quality that is also called as abhimana or manitva so that should not be there and remember that's why we have all these kind of stories in our puranas or to to it is kind of exaggerated in puranas to ensure that we do not have all these things for example we had this kind of hiranyakashipu hiranyakashipu he had this garva out of the tapas that he had done he had got this tapas where he had got this boon that he will not be defeated by human or animal in day or night all those kind of things he had that enormous amount of garva that he felt equal to a, or more than even bhagwan so all these exaggerated examples that are coming from in the in the are given in our puranas for us to ensure that we do not have these values so abhimana we can say a feeling of arrogance or self importance that should not be there dambaha tarpaha abhimanaha then krodha krodha anger we know that we have seen this in akrodha in detail now if bhagwan says krodha is a asuri guna so whoever has an whoever has anger is now an asura then the question now will come will come to know, will will have this question then who in this world has got daivi sankar because everybody seems to have anger and therefore some people might even question daivi sampat is there only in the book now it won't be with any person 
or some people might even argue that these are all only for theory not for practical life it cannot be practical these are wrong notions we have seen anger in detail when we discussed akrodha krodha when we discussed anger there we talked about anger that comes out of hatred anger that comes out of impatience anger that comes out of jealousy though those that particular anger is what is referred as negative value anger as an emotion can be shown but should not be there within our mind showing anger is different from having anger there are certain places where we should show anger whenever if a wrong something wrong some adharma is going to happen at that point of time it is important for the person to show anger to ensure that adharma does not happen of course we should not take it in our mind we have to be careful we should not make that into a habit also because if we keep showing anger soon it will become our swabhava also so anger can be shown in certain places when it is not for selfish reasons but at the same time it should not be too frequent that is a krodha anger then the last one parushyam evacha parushyam evacha parushyam is opposite of soft, softness that roughness we remember in uh, in devi sampat we saw mardavam mardavam means that's gentleness we saw gentleness opposite of that is parushyam severe harsh in tamil we say kadumai there we saw mardavam so if a person uh, commits a mistake we say if somebody commits a mistake and you are in a position where you have to deal with it properly and there is a need for you to give punishment you will have to give punishment but treat them gently because there should not be any personal agenda within that so give them punishment only to the extent of the mistake that they have committed that is called as mardava but here parushyam means here if you are punishing more than what they should be punished for then it is called as parushyam and remember i am talking about a point where about only if we are in a position where we are supposed to give punishment not for positions where we are not required to give any punishments i'm talking when you are a judge or when you are a parent or when you are a when you are in a responsible position in a company and you have to give certain things and shankaracharya in in this commentary he says parushyam should not be there even in words so which means we should not hurt others by saying so sometimes what happens is we try to hurt others by saying things that they don't have 
or by saying things that that they may not that they may feel bad about for example there is a you know some people you know do this kind of a, what i would say sarcasm they use sarcasm and they use sarcasm as a joke so for example the um, if a person is having some issue with the eye you may say oh he's got a wonderful sight you know no and then they laugh it is to actually it's sarcasm with a with a with a with a with a intention to hurt the other person that is even worse and that is what bhagam ai uh, shankaracharya calls here as parushyam hurting others so we should not hurt others and parushyam is also about you know when there are people who do not treat you know the subordinates properly just because they are reporting to us just because they work for us you know treating them badly uh for example you know uh, say call, i'll call the driver i mean the driver has got a name we can use that name to call him we can always say i can call him if the driver's name is krishna i'll call krishna or i'll call this person name calling them by the work they do in order to hurt them or make them feel that they are actually working for yourself that is also called as parushya he has a name and he should be called with that name calling driver as driver is a way to remind him that he is inferior calling a maid as a maid instead of calling her by name is a way to make her feel inferior all these things sometimes for joke we bring down or hurt someone so especially in these days jokes are you know joke means somebody has to be made fun of then then only it's called as joke these days so even the important thing is when we crack jokes also we should not inadvertently inadvertently hurt anybody unknowingly also we should not hurt anybody that is called if we hurt that is called as parushyam that should not be done that is parushyam agnyanam is the next one we will see agnyanam and the rest of the shloka in the next class any questions or comments okay if not we will see again in the next class om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate om shanti 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 swasti prajabhya paripalayantam nyayena margena mahimaishaah गोब्राह्मणेभ्यो शुभमस्तु नि्यम लोकासमस्ता सुखिनो हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः